Okay, we're rolling, and in three, uh, two, one, one, now. Early to rise, early to bed. And in between, I cooked and cleaned and went out of my head. Going through life with blinders on, it's tough to see. song for me I'm not worried and there ain't no place I'm going to those are the words I'm pretty sure Kendall we're here at the store today and I've just got a song in my heart which is usual even on a bad day I had a song in my heart too I was sing gonna it. sing um hey Cliff we're both so fat Time to order more food so we don't feel better. I'm so bloated today, Kendall, and I have this terrible... Let me start. Well, you know, in our 40s now, we have this just constant acid reflux. It's just terrible. And I guess I just need to buy a huge oil drum filled with Tums or whatever, a Tums drum. Or you could cut back eating. Well, that's one of these things is possible, one is not. Where's the tub? Get the tub. <laughs> Where's the beef? And, but anyway, I had so much of the hard shell ice cream topping last night. Did you ever get that? Is um the 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 frost? What am I saying? The um, <laughs> I, I confused myself because in the middle of saying it's the chocolate. Topping that goes on and it gets hard like a dip cone at Dairy Queen, and I was like, like a dip cone. "Well, yeah. I'm just waiting for Kendall to be like, I don't prefer chocolate. If they had some other kind, some bitch ass bitching uh, from Kendall's side of the booth." But anyway, no bitching, ruining I'm just a saying, great story. I like. I, I would say yes. I know the one you speak of. I always get butterscotch hard. Yeah, it's my favorite. There you go. He ruined it. But anyway, I've had a bunch of the chocolate last night, and I just feel like it has just rehardened in my body. It just all of it, <laughs> the whole big thing. It's gonna be hard to pass that. It's gonna clump out in one big, huge, just massive. You know. Oh, I don't oh, want to think about it, Kendall. But oh, that's not what this show's about. Thank heavens, it's not about clumps of massive anything. Might be about small bits of well, humanity. Some could say. Some could say. Some but could no, say. Yeah. This episode is in two parts. Two parts. One's about stripes, and one's about they or ones that things that come in stripes, or on you know things. You know what I'm trying to say. And the other half is strips. Things that come in strips. And we're going to flip a coin to find out which is first for those countdowns. As you prepare the space coin, Kendall, you mentioned two parts. This is, it's a really, it's, it's not really a show in two parts. I mean, maybe it it's is a in a way. But it made me think of, did you read this? Have you heard this, Kendall? Have you heard the news? Uh, it's in the papers today. That, that <laughs> <laughs> You know, I haven't read it. I may have heard it. The Wicked Movie. 
Yeah. They're splitting it into two movies. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Where would they? Well, I know where they'll split it, but intermission. But come on, is my that's my retort as well. But come on, we. They make six-hour-long movies for Avengers. Why can't we just have a long, wicked movie? That's what I read somebody's reply. They said there's for every Batman was three hours, and yes. every why? But we can't. And I know, and it's not a, Titanic's on two VHSs. It, Come on, just give us the long movie. You damn right it was. But can you, I don't even think it's about length because trust me, both of these movies. No, it's about length. It's gonna, never about length. They're going to stretch it. These movies are both going to be over two hours, trust me. Yes. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's a cash grab, cash grab. It's, it's the old wizard trying to get his money up uh, in Emerald City. It, it, it's like when they said, you know, remember the, the book The Hobbit is 20 pages long? Let's make nine hours of movie out of it. Yeah. And it's, Theater goers should be seen and not heard. Oh, my God. Anyway, Kendall, that's that's the two parts that I'm bitching about Someone today. Some things I can <laughs> Lots of bitching going on. Let's move Here we go. on. Gonna, yeah, to, to something good like coin. a strips and stripes. Which will it be first? When you got to flip it, you have to assign heads or tails to I, strips I know, I'm about or to stripes. Assign, but okay. We're going to say A or stripes. A, but, I mean, heads or stripes. <laughs> tails or strips. All right. All right, here we go. Heads it is, Cliff. We're starting with the stripes. 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 Stripe it all up. All right. That means listeners. These are the things we're talking about with stripes. Come on. Don't turn away because the strips countdown is coming up right after the break. It's coming up. All right, Cliff. Now it's time to (laughs) flip it again. Going to see who's going first. So I'll let you call it, Cliff. Call it. Heads. Heads it is, Cliff. Hit us. Oh, for the stripes. stripes. Kendall, when I think of all the great striped things, so many things come to my mind. I had to whittle this down list. Did that make sense? Whittle this list down. Whittle it. Whittling. Whittled and whittled. I was whittling all night is where where I'm heading. Mm -hmm. And finally, I got to number six here. This would not be the same without the stripes. You got to have the stripes. When you get one of these after a particularly fulfilling meal, you're thinking, it's my. You're thinking two things, really. You're thinking like like a two parter, like the Wicked movie. If you're thinking first part, (laughs) is my breath bad after I just had that garlic shrimp? And then you're thinking, I could go for a little something else, even though I did just have. All my tiramisu and my wife's tiramisu and my daughter's tiramisu because they're on diets. But I ordered three. I ate so much I was tearing my suit. You're thinking of all that as you pop an old peppermint into your mouth. The peppermint! The striped peppermint! Peppermint. Don't you love a good peppermint? I love it. I love it when it gets all dolled up and stretched out at Christmas time becomes a candy cane as well. Well... Cliff, you know, it's funny, you, you were talking about indigestion earlier, if you're having stomach issues when you get older, you know, it's, a peppermint's a good thing to ease your stomach, mm-hmm. or also to curb your appetite. So 
So it's it's good for so many things. It really is. So you got to curb your appetite, curb your enthusiasm, curb it all. Curb it all. And oh, and peppermint oil scares away spiders, Cliff. So oh, you know, I love it. Keep that shit away from my house. <laughs> I'll take all your peppermint oil this over is, here. My home is a safe space. For the eight-legged creatures that oh, God. Oh, yes, <laughs> what a lovely turnout we're having today. Oh, a wonderful oh. turnout. We haven't even mentioned the what's coupons, going on. They, they've been very popular down at Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter Churns. Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter. Why, her butter and pottery is flying off the shelves, oh, so, boys. Okay. So have they started the hunt already? His, I've seen people walking by. I didn't know if it was official. Yeah, no. Nobody's I've, come in here yet. So they're they're having a big... The Easter egg hunt was such a big success, you know, here in the strip mall. We're having right. a, a big coupon hunt. You know, they wanted to throw a big coupon hunt, and we all got involved, and we all had our own coupons, and they've all been hidden all over the property of the strip mall. Right. And, and so I, I didn't know it started yet, because like I said, nobody's come in here. But uh, so you guys have been seeing a lot of customers, huh? Oh, <laughs> very so many. many. Yes. And why well, I went to the erotic bakery, since it's next door. And it is my cheat day, boys. So I got an erotic uh, pastry. I don't want to say what shape it was in. Oh. Mrs. Potter, 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 Potter. Oh, how she blushed as I ate it, but I noticed that their coupons were drawing in lots of customers there as well. Daffodil, I told you you shouldn't mention that on the air. It's inappropriate. But anyway, dear, yes, he was loving his dessert. And you see, dear, the coupons, they're just flying off. And they're making things fly off the shelf. Crockpot can't keep up churning the butter. And you oh. see, she's even selling some of her crockpots, dear. They're really flying off the shelf. Wow. Well, I'm oh. glad you guys, I'm. people must just be saving. Because I put on my coupons that I put out there, I put 5% off of a Jake Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia memorabilia with a $3,000 purchase. So I expect a lot of people to be using those when they find them. Oh, and I see, I put on my coupons a free Jake Gyllenhaal poster with every purchase. <laughs> no, the veto, I got, uh, and some of those are going to be marked invalid once I find my invalid stamp. But that's not here nor oh, there. dear, we must be getting back over to the store. You see, they're, they're just so busy, they need our help. <laughs> oh, why, Sugar Lump, I think I see a line forming out of your store. Oh, goodness, dear. Crackpot, we're on our way. Excuse us, I'm sorry. They are down the way. They're having a lot of customers, but our store here is... Well, it's not relatively empty. It is empty except for us back here in the studio booth. <coughs> I'd say it's pretty empty. Pretty empty. But I was, yeah, I was just kidding about the Jake Gyllenhaal poster. I actually I said 10% off anything on my side of the store. So I really thought people would be flying off. over here. I mean, you would think for, you know, the rocks that you've got and the pentameters and You know, the cool trick. Baggies. I don't know if I showed you this. If you turn all the lights off and rub two uh, of those rocks together, it they light up, but there's no heat from the friction. Isn't that amazing? I, whenever the lights are off here, I'm too taken by my, I have those, you know, glow-in-the-dark stickers over there, the Muppet Baby stickers that glow in the dark. And so I always just look at those as I leave the dark store. I say, bye, baby Gonzo, bye, baby Piggy, baby Fozzie, and et cetera, et cetera. Then, of course, I say, bye, products. That's what I usually leave. When <laughs> bye, products. <laughs> That's what I love say it. when I leave. Glenn. I love it, too. 
candle, but not as much as I love. This next thing on the old striped stripes countdown. On the old striped countdown, Cliff. That's oh. number five. See, we stripe it so we can follow along easier. And you know how they do like in bank uh, yeah. paperwork? Yeah. It um, is all that paperwork is hard. It's hard on the eyes. You know, isn't it a scam? We it was work forever, and then you're supposed to retire, and when what you're scam. almost dead, scam, scam alert. <gasps> anyway, Kendall, you, what did you say? You said something. I was getting there, Cliff. Oh. I was about to say number five on the countdown of things that are striped. What? Oh, Cliff, number five, the barber pole. Barber Don't you love it? Don't when you see that red and blue stripes just spinning up within a field of white and a little white light bulb on top, doesn't it just get you all excited? You're going in to get your ears lowered to be a new man. Why do you think they chose that design? Where did it come from, Kendall? So this is not a history of the barber pole episode. <laughs> Just admiration. I don't know. I can tell you. You don't have to be so snitty about it. I'm not being snitty. I'm just being honest. Cliff, it's, <laughs> it's linked to bootlegging, of course, with red representing blood and white representing the bandages you used to stem the bleeding. The pole itself is, is said to symbolize the stick that a patient squeezed to make the veins in his arm stand out more prominently for the procedure. Ooh, isn't that exciting? Blood. I just want to go on record, none of what you said made any sense. Bootlegging, and then you're saying it's about, like, finding a vein? No, sorry. I said... <laughs> Let me back up, Cliff. When I said back bootlegging, what I meant was... Bloodletting, of course. Ah. Bloodletting. God, I was I was already ahead reading the next sentence. Oh, because but how they used to do the doctors. They used to do bloodletting. Yes, right. sorry. Ooh, yeah. That was that would be confusing. Now that I'm looking back at how you heard that. Whoo, listeners, Ooh. write us. I ha- I don't even want to say anymore. Write us at Twitter. I think Twitter is a failed institution. But maybe write us a letter. Just send it general delivery, Bushelltown, <laughs> USA. <laughs> Take a while, but we'll us, get it. Let us know if you thought anything in this episode made any sense at all. But all right, the barber pole. Oh, we're not done yet. No, there's still 45 minutes. If it could make sense any moment. <laughs> you want to be ready for four? Is that where we are? Don't you love the? Well, I thought you were going to say something else about the barber pole. No, you told me it was about blood, and that was enough. Yeah, but don't you have a, your favorite barber story? No. <laughs> okay. They have, it, does you think it just spins to catch the eye, just an advertising trick? Yes, I do, I do. Uh, I think that's exactly why, when, you, when your eye sees movement, no matter what it is, it's going to draw attention, you're going to look at it, and you're like, oh, there's a barber there. I didn't know it. Now, that's- why do you think so few other businesses have included can you think of any other business that like oh well they have this thing that moves outside of their business yeah what people that hire spinning sign people because they're like that catches the eye or they put the the air dancing thing outside that's or they there you go that's why the car lots had the um the pennants that flap in the breeze because that's what would make you look or balloons (sighs) cliff i can give you a million of them well, I'll buy the car lots and the pennants because that they do go hand in hand. But I, those dancing things are and the spinning signs that could be for anything. I used to spin a sign for Party City, there, but I mean, like a barber pole is at a barber shop, 
And oh you know, well, yeah, they have. They, oh, dating back hundreds of years, they had signs that would. Uh, there was like a little um, uh, rod, and so when the wind would blow, it would make it spin to draw your eye to it. That was that was back since like 1700s. I can't, I, can't, I don't know an exact example. Do you mean a weather vane? Kindle no, they have more signs. That was a great number five, and we're moving on. Moving on to number four. Stripes and this go hand in hand. And if these are not striped, I think it's just a crime. Okay? Okay. You're going to want stripes because it goes with your decor when you're in this one place. And you've been put behind the bars. You want the stripes on your prison uniform. Oh. To match the, the bars of the, the prison doors. And so that's why I say, you know, sometimes they have those ones that looks like an orange traffic cone or whatever. Uh-uh. That's uh-uh. society gone wrong. I want to see the stripes, the black and white stripes of an old prison uniform. And if all, at all possible, I would like to see that prisoner with an ankle clamped to a big, heavy metal ball. Now, Cliff, Ball why and chain. do you think were prison uniforms white and black? Like, why why were they striped? I think probably because it really caught the eye. Like you with the barber pole. You know, if you saw somebody running across an open field, you would know immediately, hey, that guy's just got out of prison. He's got on a prison uniform. It's all black and white stripes. Nobody wears this outfit outside of prison, outside the prison walls. Well, it, right? uh, you know, close. Uh, they, it dated all the way Perfect. back to the um, Auburn prison system in New York in the 1820s. And it said that prisoners had to be silent, walk in lockstep, and they all wore black and white uniforms covered in stripes that symbolized the prison prison bars. Like, And you did say that earlier. Um, and it said they also uh, raised silkworms and wove silk cloths as part of their restitution. Well. Uh, so there you what go. Do you know? Ooh, so much history. So out. were they nice silk stripes? I guess they were. I'm sure they weren't. I'm sure they were making silk for other people. There's no way they let them wear it. Wear it. Nah. Cast-offs, maybe. Cast-offs. All right, Cliff. Uh, what, what number are we up to? This number three already? OMG. <laughs> OMG up for number, number three. Three, Cliff. All right. I can't um, wait to hear what you've got in store. I have so many things running through my mind as possibilities, and it's like a striped barber pole, the way they're just rolling, scrolling. But uh, still, I don't know where you're going to go. Never do. Never do. So I'm going to sit back over here and just let you go, Kendall. I want to hear what you have to say about number Three. Three. Number three is a character that we've known our entire lives. He is a friend of another character that we love that lives down in the hundred acre woods. I'm talking about Pooh's friend, Cliff, Tigger. The wonderful things about Tiggers. Cliff, they're striped. And Tigger is one of our favorite oh. characters. Don't you love it? Uh, is that part of the song? They're, they're, the wonderful thing is that they have stripes? Is that in the I'm song? I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, it should be if it's not. It probably is. 
Do you agree? Do you love Tigger? Is is there currently a Winnie the Pooh show on uh, of some sort? I don't I don't think there is. Uh, they come and go so often. How is that? They come and go. These things come and go. But Tigger will be forever, I would presume. Do you think he's the breakout character that people love the most? I think in, I think for a while he was. I mean, he, he they made movies about just him, you know. Anybody that gets their own spinoff, I think, is a pretty big character. I'm sure all the other people, characters must have been in the Tigger movie, too. No, I know, but they didn't name it Tigger. You know, he was the um, the uh, the protagonist, uh, if you will. Yeah, that's uh, the right. antagonist. Um, no, the I think he was the protagonist. Yeah, the protagonist probably. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm guessing. Anyway, his name was in the title, Cliff. You his know, name was in the title. Um, it wasn't called Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if it's really a spinoff, but. Well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, people were obsessed with Tigger I for a long do time. Do know they really now that I will agree. And you know, Sorry. if you can wear stripes, then you're you're good. You're doing good because oh. you know we can't wear stripes. Well, we can. We Not just horizontal have, ones. right. We have to wear the vertical stripes. Yeah, or maybe uh, yeah. diagonal if we want to just confuse people. But. <laughs> Now, here's Tigger. Here's what happened, okay? This is a lot. But uh, Tigger, he interrupts the beginning of the movie, and he's fed up with the stories being about poo, so he rearranges the title to make it Tigger. So it's a very anti-authoritarian move. I think that's See? one reason so it? that they, people know That's why it. I was confused that he was the antagonist at first. Yeah, well, that's probably why you thought that. But he, but then it's about Tigger finding his oh his family tree, and he believes it to be a centuries-old tree covered in what stripes with many Tiggers on it. Oh, so it's a it's a big thing, you know, big big. It it's was, a big thing. It was the guess who wrote the music for the old Tigger movie twenty-two years ago. Twenty-two years ago of. Uh, Randy Newman? No, man. It was Billy, uh, Billy Joel. No, Hulk. <laughs> it was the two of your favorite brothers, the Sherman brothers. Oh, yeah, did they did really? Mary Poppins. Oh, that's right. I knew that. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. Now that you think, now that somebody told you, you did know. Now that I think about it, instead of just pondering, instead of just pondering. So anyway, Kendo, I thought listeners might enjoy an in-depth uh, look into the Tigger movie. I love, we have in-depth into everything on the countdown this week. It's, I love it's it. real in-depth. The, the depths that we go to for this show is... This is we haven't reached them yet. Anyway, Kendall, that was number three, right? Okay. Yeah. So, now it's time to do a segment, and that's not uh. a joke. Kendall, that was not a joke. And the segment is not bad jokes. This is a new segment that we're going to do. But I think of this by two different names, either WWUW or Are You Watching With Me? And here's what we do. We start out and we're going to look at an old TV schedule from the years past. Kendall, like, we'll start out. We're going to look at Thursday night in 1962. And we're just going to look at the TV schedule and we'll say what we would watch because kids don't know that there was no 
DVR. There was no Hulu the next day to watch Donna Reed. You had to pick what was yeah, on. You, there was no videotape to tape it like we did The Simpsons. But this, this, you had to choose, and then you had to live with those decisions. Okay, I think I, I think I got it. All right, so we're gonna go first Thursday night, 1962. We have three channels to choose from, of course. Mm-hmm. What are they? Two, what two, four, and or ABC, NBC, and CBS? That was them. I gotta get NBC. you involved, or you'll fall asleep. Kindle at 7 p.m. I don't know if it's Eastern or Central or whatever, so don't ask. This uh... we had the choice. Well, that was the news. So let's go at 7.30, which okay. is, that's a, that's a little bit weird. The news was at 7, then at 7.30 come the shows, okay? We gotta get the news out of the way first. We didn't have Twitter. First decision is, ABC has Ozzy and Harriet, CBS has Mr. Ed, and NBC has The Wide Country, which I don't know what that was. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Okay. Well, there you go. The Wide Country well, we- was about two brothers who were traveling rodeo competitors, Kendall. That might influence you if it was if Mr. Ed was a rerun. That did but influence now- me. I'd want to watch it less now. <laughs> me too. I'd, listen, are you watching with me? I'd be watching with you, uh, with Mr. Ed, definitely. Good. Now, after ah, Mr. Ed... God, whoa. Things are falling all over the place. What is happening here? <laughs> I okay. thought there was somebody made a sale out there, but still nobody <laughs> has... There's nope. nobody here with our coupon. Nobody's here. 7.30, Kendall. Donna Reed is on ABC. Perry Mason is on CBS. And Still the Wide Country on NBC. Oh, well, then there's no no contest. Donna Reed. Oh, thank you. Definitely Donna Reed. You think I was going to say Perry Mason? I was afraid you were Did you think I, I was really going to take a turn and want to watch The Wild Country? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're like, I guess, let's see what these rodeo guys I guess, are doing. I guess it's all that's left on television. All right, Kendall, 8.30, Donna Reed's over. It's, now it's time. Do we watch Leave It to Beaver? The second half of Perry Mason or on NBC, Dr. Kildare, which I guess was about a doctor. Well, I'll say, first of all, I would definitely watch Leave it to Beaver, but I would need to get a snack somewhere in there. I, this is no time to make food. Well, Kendall, I, I hate to tell you, this is a kind of a stacked night. I don't know if there's... Well, there's it's there'll stacked. be a lot of commercial breaks, though, so you got all kind of snacks. I guess we can make our food when the news was on and just line it well, up, ready to go. That would have been the good thing to do, to leave Walter Cronkite on in the background and yeah. then make all the snacks at 7. And that's the way it was. Yeah. Well, if people thought this was over, it's not. It's now 9 o'clock. And at ABC, My Three Sons, CBS, a show called The Nurses. I'm guessing it's about nurses. And... Dr. Kildare is still on, on NBC. Oh, My Three Sons. All right, I'll go with My Three Sons. There was one of them who, when I was little, and it was on Nick at Night, I just thought, he. oh, I had a big crush on him. I forget which one it was. And One of the sons, you mean? Yeah. No, I was big into Fred McMurray. And I don't know. You know, you I never know. know. Now that I'm old, of course, I'm the, I recognize how hot Fred McMurray really was. But <laughs> you just didn't know back then. Back then, I was a young kid, and I identified more with the sons back in the 80s, Kendall. But anyway, I identified more with the, the flubber in Flubber, in the absent-minded professor. Now, for me, I am about to change the channel. 930 
The Nurses is still on CBS. ABC has Mikhail's Navy. And me personally, I'll go ahead and tell you, and not that I even have to, I'm switching over to NBC to watch Hazel. Cliff, I would be watching Hazel with you. Of course. Well, you goddamn right you would. I feel like this is the first, this is like, if this were host match, we would have had 100%. So we'd be doing really well so far. Now let's see if at 10 o'clock our answers change. We could have just watched Uh the whole night together so far. I have a feeling that we're good to go Thursday night in 62, but we'll see. Nine o'clock, or sorry, 10 o'clock, all new shows. NBC has the Andy Williams show, which I guess is a a variety show with Andy Williams. CBS had the Alfred Hitchcock hour, which you know what that is. And ABC had... Alcoa Premiere, which was a, a drama anthology show with Fred Astaire hosting and starring in some of the shows. So, what are you, WWUW, what would you watch? I, I love me some Fred Astaire, and I love me some variety, but Alfred Hitchcock is always the way to go. Always the way. He, do, when he do, walks do, up. Do, 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 do. I have now for you a story. I love Alfred Hitchcock. That was like ASMR back then for me. I don't know. That impression made me kind of want to switch over to the Andy Williams show. (laughs) I hope he's singing Moon River. It's like you were there. It's like you were there with his corpse. Oh. But anyway, Kendall, uh, listeners are screaming yes because we're going to do one more night. We're going to go to Friday night in 1972. TGIF. 50 years ago. What would we years ago tonight. have tuned in? Now at 8 p.m. This one, this, this night is a little bit harder. 8 p.m. ABC has the Brady Bunch. NBC has Sanford and Son and CBS has Sonny and Cher. This is the hardest decision of the night, folks. Right here. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I probably would have uh, like. Are, are, so is this now what we're saying we would watch now or what we would have watched then? Well, well. I guess we wouldn't alive uh, then. So it, we it, we have to. It has to be what we'd watch now. Right. Well, how how, how would you have been different? Would your answers well, be think, different? Here here's why here's why I asked the question. Because I think if I was a person in that time. And it was coming on at the at the time it was, and I'd never seen the Brady Bunch. I'd never seen that episode of Sunny Share. I'd never seen. It's a lot harder to choose than now knowing like what all of those are and choosing which one I would want to no, watch. No, you like, have to go. You have to make the hard choice, the '60s choice. You're this is yeah. your. You've quantum leaped back then. You've you've DeLoreaned back to '62. Okay, I would have probably at the, I would have picked Brady Bunch then. Me too. Me yep. too. I could, but I'll have you know at 8.30 I would flip over to watch the second half of Sunny and Cher. <laughs> Alright, what were the other options? It was either second half of Sunny and Cher uh, The Partridge Family which I never really loved uh, the Partridge I didn't Family, either. To me was a sub Brady Bunch ripoff. Yeah, yeah. And let's see this other show was called The Little People. Let's see what that was. Oh, it was also called The Brian Keith Show, whoever that was. It was a little people during its first season. 
Alright. Uh, he I'm was with a doctor. I think. Oh, he was a doctor running a free clinic for children in Hawaii. That spells comedy right there. <laughs> but yeah, Sonny and Cher. Second half yep. of Sonny and Cher. 9 p.m. There's a show called Room 222, which was about like a, a school sitcom, I think. Like kind of like Welcome Back Cotter, I think. CBS Friday Night at the Movies. Or NBC has a show called Ghost Story. Oh, I want to go for the ghost story. I uh, know. Me too. Let's see what that was. Uh, yeah, horror anthology. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And at 9.30, I'm not switching over to watch The Odd Couple. And <laughs> at 10 o'clock, there's Love American Style or a show called Banyan. What was that? Banyan? What do you think What do you think a show called Banyan was? And all I can think of is Bunyan. It's like a it foot a, doctor. It was a foot doctor who's a Bunyan specialist. No. Uh, <laughs> Banyan is a detective series. Uh, it's a detective. Like a period. Oh, it's a period drama set in the 30s. Uh, I'd rather watch the foot doctor. Yeah, I think I, at 9 or 10 o'clock, I would just turn <clears throat> off TV, get a little reading done. 30s gangster's not my style. I'd, if they had a foot doctor on, though. I'm all maybe. Over well, maybe the CBS movie was a Foot Doctor movie. You could watch the second half of that. Oh yeah, you never know what the movies got. You got a, something great that could come up at any week. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Could have been something good. Could have been Wizard of Oz that week. Kendall, you never know. Anyway, oh my God, we have not even finished this beautiful stripe countdown. I've so. So caught up in 1962 and 72 and WWUW, are you watching with me? The new segment that's going to be a uh, listener favorite, I can tell. Oh, it's already a, a co-host favorite. Oh, number two, Kendall. Is it me? It's you. you. It's you. Me. Number two, my God, Kendall. Well, you know, you said Tigger. Was that your last yeah, one? Yeah, the wonderful thing about Tigger. Well, the wonderful thing about number two is that it's... A tiger, the striped Ooh. tiger, the real thing that the tiger was based on. <laughs> Kendall, I don't know if you ever connected those dots or not, but what? the tiger that's out in Africa or wherever. Matt Cliff, I, th- I feel like the cliff of the two of us would have vetoed that saying, Tigger's already a tiger. No, do you, you went specific with a cartoon tiger that's not really a tiger. He's a tigger. Then theoretically, I could say number one was a candy cane because you went peppermint and I went candy cane. No, because I, I made sure to mention in the peppermint spiel <laughs> that it gets all dressed up at Christmas as a candy cane. So that it, I'm, I made the clear connection that it is the same thing. Had you at the time of the Tigger said, now Tigger, of course, is just representative of all tigers worldwide and all the tigers majestic and animated then maybe had you gone a little bit more in depth put a little bit more thought into your presentation of I think tigger. I need better lawyers for my for my <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need better everything just better betterize everything okay. the tiger cliff the tiger what are your some of your favorite things about the tiger well a that it's striped B, that it has those teeth, that it growls, that it runs, that it's part of the famous saying, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And I could go on and on, but 
Kendall, we're the, there's a lot of show left, and I want you to get to number one on these stripes so we can get to number six on the strips. Oh, well, all I got to say is listeners better be glad that the coin flip landed the way it did for number one, because I'm about to blow you out of the water, Uh-oh. Cliff. I'm about to blow you out of the water. Cliff, that is, of course, some of the favorite things that we love through all the years of our lives come down to this. Pretty much any Tim Burton movie is going to have stripes in it, Cliff. Whether it's from Nightmare Before Christmas or Beetlejuice or uh, Frankenweenie, all those they have, all of his set pieces have stripes built into them everywhere. Kendall, Kendall, allow me to interject here very quickly in uh, respect of the listener's time. Veto, what was number one really? Cliff, that is not a veto. You cannot veto it. Vetoed. Now, why Veto. would you veto that? Veto. The, I want, here's, here's a real challenge. Listeners, in that same letter that you're writing us, mailing it general delivery for whatever the thing before was, add this, a P.S. This is hashtag Cliff and Kendall challenge. This is it. Find a movie where there are no stripes. I want you to find me one movie in history where nothing, there was nothing that had a stripe on it. And circle back to Vito. So what was it really, Kendall? Oh, you know that he has has stripes all within his art and his animation. So fine, Cliff, if you want to be argumentative, I will change my... can, Can I change it to... Beetlejuice's suit? Uh, okay. What? I just don't understand why that's any better than a, than Tim Burton movie like decor, thematic, thematic look. Kendall, hold on. Let me text Doctor Blathers because we are uh, we're gonna need three co-host co-therapy sessions this week because two is not enough because I could go on and. I, I already can feel myself beginning to exp- just take up all the time in those first two sessions explaining how they're different. Let's just uh, let's cut out the middleman, as it were, and you just tell me about Beetlejuice's little stripey suit. Well, Cliff, you know... So stripey. It's so stripey. And we love it so much, and it's something we it's watch so every year, and it too. brings us so much joy every Halloween season. What joy? For me, it reminds me of all the Tim Burton movies. There you go. For you, it reminds His thematic you of style. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So there you go. That's number one, Cliff. Oh. So I'm thinking of all the stripes in Planet of the Apes. And all the stripes in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Of course, all the stripes in Batman Returns. And there are just this, so many stripes. But anyway, Kendall, that was number one. And what a fine number one it was. 
and uh, you know it's a show about love and coupons. I could tell. There's still nobody coming in where our coupons. Now, who was it? I gave you my stack of coupons because you said I'm going to go hide them. I'm going to get them hidden for us. So what happened there? Wait a minute. Wait, are you talking about that stack of trash that you handed me last week that you said toss this in the trash can? No. When I, w- I was in the middle of painting and you were like, here, take these. No, you were painting. The, the, what I had in that trash bag was all those old Billy Joel shirts that nobody kept buying and all those old cards that you had 20 per- 20% off, 70% off. I finally I double bagged it with the black trash bags, the hefty ones that stretch so you wouldn't see what it was. And that was what I was throwing away. Anyway, Kendall, these are backroom co-salesmen uh, conversations that our listeners are thinking, why are you having this on the air? Please. You asked. Well, we're going to have to ask the contractor during the break. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, you've made it this far into the show. It'd be a shame to give up now. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after the break. Chuck Yeager here. Old soldiers never die, but neglected batteries do. That's why I feel better with a Delco battery under the hood. Seal tight and maintenance free with plenty of startup power to handle cold winter nights. Delco batteries and deep cycling Delco Voyager batteries. Land or sea, they're maintenance free. And now get up to $5 rebate on all Delco batteries. See your AC Delco retailer for details. But act soon. This offer ends December 19th, 1987. And now welcome back to our show. There was a coupon outside I found on the sidewalk for a free carbonated water down from the at the carbonated water store. So I, of course, went down there. I got out, chugged it real fast because I was so hot walking down the sidewalk. And sorry, I, that was just it. Coming back up, some of the, those bubbles. But I like the bubbles. He likes the bubbles. Well, Cliff, I'm angry because I found oh, out. Oh, no. You know, I talked to Charles, and he had <laughs> uh, all of our coupons. And uh-huh. and he just hid them too well. He stuck them in sewer pipes, and uh, I told him I said the the idea was for people to find them, so they'd come to our store. And he, I guess he thought it was like hide and seek, and he wanted to hide them real good. Oh my god, they're probably being made into birds' nests, and who knows? Well, at least what. they went to something good. Well, I, I would have preferred it gone to helping our store and the profits. At some point, this the profit margin 
there has to be a, a profit made to for there to be a profit margin. I'm taking an online business course, but I didn't. I'm not paying for it. And I'm not really paying a lot of attention either. But I've watched the first few. minutes. I know that seems way over my head, Cliff. All that stuff you just said. Well, I just watched the first few minutes of a couple of YouTube videos. That's what I call taking a business course. But anyway, Kendall, that's not what this is Cheaper. about. That's not. I say, and you tell me if you agree. Let's go ahead and get this over with. Let's get them in here and and ask them if they want to hear something weird. Oh, you know they're going to hate it. All right. But they're, they should be in a great mood with all the coupons. Hey, hey guys. If you thought about a turn, come on, can you guys come in? Oh, yes. Oh, but dear, we have so many people oh. lined up to <laughs> I don't think that we've got time for it right now, boys. But perhaps well, in a few hours. You know hours. that you have always said if you've got time to lean, you've got time to do weird news. Um... No, I don't. Or something like that. Mm. Anyway, you got time for no. s- want to hear something weird, uh, for sure. Oh, no, <laughs> this is, cannot be the time or the place for that, Sugar Lump. Oh, no. It'll be... Re- oh, it'll be, it'll be quick, and you'll have a lot of fun. And you're, it'll be, give you something to talk about with the, you know, throngs of people that are in line for your Oh, yeah, you store. can... Yeah, isn't that a great idea? You can tell them all these things, that they'll just be like, oh, what an amazing story I just heard. It is going to be amazing. Now, I have something over here that is... Well, it's kind of weird... I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall, supermarkets, cars, and elevators are just some of the unusual birthplaces reported for babies who have made speedy entrances into the world. But one newborn in Brazil now surely lays claim to the most rock and roll arrival of all time. Two-day-old Luan Figueroa was born at a Metallica concert at the Cauto Pereira Stadium in Brazil to the sound of Enter Sandman, according to his mom. Metallica, the band, a big rock band, Kendall, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they shared details of their birth with their over 8 million followers on the band's Instagram stories. Now, this woman was 39 weeks pregnant, and she was sitting in a special area for the show. I don't know if it's an area for people over 38 weeks pregnant or what? <laughs> you were going to say people over the years of 30. People over, no, I'm pretty sure at a Metallica <laughs> concert that's, that's making up a big portion <laughs> of that. So. Anyway, Kendall, surprise, surprise, as she was rocking out, her baby started coming out. There was contractions, and there were three songs left to go, and the plan was to take her to the, to the hospital, but, you know, there was just no more time, and the baby was born right there because she didn't want to leave the concert anyway. She likes to be there through the encore, and it was Inner Sandman, and it was very crazy, and it was an unusual welcome into the world, but guess what? That's just how it happened. Weird. What a blessing from heaven, dear. Oh, <laughs> no matter where you are, the baby can come at any moment. I hope that the young child's hearing wasn't damaged to being born oh, at a point. rock and roll concert. <laughs> Sounds very dangerous, girl. Well, Clip, I thought that weird news story rocked. Oh, all right, Kendall. Let's see if you can roll with another one. Okay, all right, so... Um, you know, when a stranger bumps into you, you might sometimes get an apology, mm. but uh, one person got $10 million. Oh, shit. <laughs> Last November, 
This woman, uh, LaQuadra Edwards, had just <clears throat> put $40 into a lottery ticket vending machine at a supermarket in Los Angeles when, quote, some rude person bumped into her, causing her to accidentally push the wrong number on the machine. She said, he just bumped into me and didn't say a thing and walked out the door. And, you know, usually she said she would purchase, like, one of the cheaper tickets, like, for $10 or something. But she bought a $30, 200-time scratcher ticket and said she was really annoyed because she had, like, wasted all her money. And so she went to the car and scratched it out, and she had won $10 million and said she did not believe it. She kept looking on the 405 freeway. She was driving along. She said, I almost hit somebody. I had to pull over on the 405 because I was in such shock that I won $10 million from that accidental bump. Oh, you know, I don't believe that gambling is a proper way to spend one's hard-earned Money boys. Oh, that's absolutely right, dear, but maybe she was in need and that was an angel that bumped into her dear and caused her to push the button. Well, for ten oh, million dollars, all I can say is bump me, bump me, baby, bump me all night long. Some spiritual intervention. Now, Kendall, really quick, I need you to get a copyright on this show idea. Bumped by an angel. Angels that bump. And and just give people, just the bump is all they need to. I'm an angel sent by God to bump you. To bump you. Yeah, anyway, Kendall, I've got something even weirder. Uh But I hope you are writing that down and getting in touch with the, the Netflix executives. But a California couple, what did they do? They returned home after a trip. What did they do? To find the inside of their home had been taken over by hundreds of birds. Oh, no. Gary and Patty Reitemeyer said they returned to their Reading home after a lovely trip to Sacramento and discovered <laughs> hundreds of swallows. Oh, you! I thought they would be in Capistrano, but they were not. They were in this people's house, and the swallows had apparently flown in through the chimney. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim. Here's a bunch of birds. The Reitemeyers said a neighbor who stopped by their home to feed their cat. <laughs> Imagine you're this person who's like, I got to go put out some cat food. And you open up, and then there are just huge amounts of birds. But it, the, and the people, the people said, "Whoa, this is like a Hitchcock movie." Speaking of Albert Hitchcock earlier, yeah. this whole episode's a tribute to Hitch. Everybody, there were birds flying everywhere. The Reitermeyer said, "They said, I mean, it was crazy. We were ducking and dodging." And the couple said this was the first time that anything like this had happened in their whole 30 years of living in the house. But there is some bad news. Bird, What's the bad news? Bird shit. It was on uh, everything, and oh, it, could, it could not be removed from the furniture. Oh, my. Think about the doilies, dear. Oh, it's impossible oh, to get birds oh, from the doilies. Oh, Oh, well, no. you're right about that, Mrs. Potter, but a better term. They said the furniture's gone, the carpet's gone, the blinds are gone, the curtains oh, are gone. Oh. It's gone, y'all. But I'm sure there must be an upside somewhere. So, birds in the house, worth two in the bush. Somebody, one bird found its way in there, and they put out a tweet, and after that, it was all over. <laughs> all over. It is all over, isn't it? Society and humanity. Yes. Well, what, before you, before it's over, I got one more weird thing to tell you about. All right. Um, when a primary school teacher, uh, Jonathan Lewis, started a DIY project in his house, he was shocked to make a spine-chilling discovery like something out of a horror movie. 
Uh, days after he picked up the keys. Oh no! Oh, oh, watch! Oh, so oh, watch that puddle there. Um, days after picking up the keys, uh, the 32-year-old decided to knock through a wall to solve a mystery over a loose wire before stumbling across a scene like something straight out of a horror movie. Kendall, you're so much older than this 32-year-old. Did you stop and think about that? No, I don't want that. That's the horror movie. That's my horror movie. (laughs) But but for hidden inside this wall was a creepy old rag doll just sitting inside the void under the stairs. Oh, and if you think that's scary, you just wait. It gets worse. Um, In the void. In a shuddering development. Jonathan soon realized that the unsettling doll was holding a note which terrifyingly Uh-oh. described how she had killed the previous owners for being <laughs> too happy. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be terrifying? I don't care no. if somebody put it under there as a joke. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I do not find that <laughs> terrifying. I find it a good waste of paper, boys, and of a doll. Oh, they could have written a lovely note Why, to someone. <laughs> yes, a prayer to the Lord for the good fortune of the new homeowner, and a child could have been playing with that adorable doll. Oh, that would be lovely, dear. That would have been, and but it was we. It was weird how stupid the person was who <laughs> <laughs> put it under the stairs. Uh, I don't know, Cliff. I think if somebody did, that's a pretty good joke. Or if it's really a ghost, uh, could be, could always be a ghost. Oh no, I don't think so, boss. Anyway, Sugarloaf, we must get going. There are so many people in our store waiting to use those coupons. That's right, dear, and I don't think any of them are going to want to hear about the draw on the wall. <laughs> oh, no. They, I don't think they will want to waste their time with that foolishness. <laughs> no. Oh, well, thank you guys for coming. We appreciate it. All right. Well, that was weird. Uh, Ooh, I, mean, I was you holding that, that in the whole time. Oh, was, gosh. That tough. was weird, too, though. It was weird. Uh-huh. Kendall, it's time. For another countdown, listeners are saying, I thought it was bedtime, but no, it's time for another whole countdown, or a mini countdown, countdown of strips. We did the stripes, so now it's strip time. All right, Cliff, you're going to call heads or tails? I'm, I'm throwing this space coin. Oh, well, tails... Heads, Cliff. Oh. It's gonna be my turn first. It's gonna be yo. <laughs> so it's me. All right, Cliff. It's time for number six of things that are in strips. Cliff, something that helps me almost every single night. I use them um, <laughs> because I have a hard time. I have a deviated septum. Cliff. Oh, I and knew you were a deviant. I know. Well, I'm deviated right into my my nasal cavity, and oh. I can't breathe. And so I have to use Breathe Right Strips, Cliff. And that's number six for me on the countdown. Breathe Right Strips. Don't you love them? I've never used one. What do you, What do they oh. do exactly? Well, they they go over the uh, the outside of your nose. They're sticky, right. and they, you push down on them, and went and they've got like a metal band in them, so they keep springy, uh, right? Uh-huh. And so when you stick them on, it like pulls your nostrils out. And if you have trouble breathing, like I do, oh my god, when like when I put those on, when I'm having like sometimes I'll go to bed, I just feel like I can't breathe, or it's like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like can't breathe through my nose, and it's just 
it pulls my nostrils out so air will go through there and it feels so nice. Oh. Feels like I'm breathing crisp mountain air. Oh, I, I just oh, I, wake up and eat a peppermint patty when I. <laughs> well, that's, that that's step two for sure. That's step two. Kendall, speaking of step two, let's go to step five on the countdown of strip things. Five's alive. Five is alive and at our breakfast table every day of the week. Number five, Kendall. Now, we don't need to hear about your vegetarianism when I present this, okay? It's on my list, too. I'm not, I was going to say it. I eat this because I eat the vegetarian version all the time. And that's what I was going to say. And, but listeners are saying, please don't proselytize to me <laughs> about vegetarianism again, and we won't. But, oh man, bacon, bacon strips. Don't you love it's a bacon? Drip of bacon. I have them all the time. I like to keep just boxes and boxes of the frozen bacon that we can eat in the freezer. Bacon in the morning, bacon in the evening, bacon at dinner time. When bacon's on the plate, you can have bacon bacon in the time. time. Oh, I love it. I love just a bacon sandwich with mayonnaise and sometimes some tomato. Mm. Crisp it up. Oh. Now I'm wanting some bacon right now. There you can you do it. Kendall, live your full life. You're 40, and you're not getting any younger. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, Cliff, all right, number um, four uh, on the countdown. Holy now, shit. We're so far. This is another another one of those things that I'm, and I'm not prostatizing. I'm just saying, just saying things. Uh, I ate the vegetarian version of this, too. But Cliff, ever since I was a kid, I grew up eating these, and I love them, especially after you got out of the pool, after you've been swimming all day, and it's like you're drained from the sun and chlorine. What is better than just a good old plate of chicken strips? Then you love chicken strips. Don't you still love chicken strips? <laughs> um, what? what uh, chicken strips are like chicken fingers? Is that you, like just a piece of chicken? Yeah. Chicken strips. Chicken strips. Why, why do you laugh? <laughs> they're like they're like chicken tenders, you know. Just ch- chicken tenders by another name, a, 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 a synonym for chicken tenders. I, I, is what well, I always called them chicken strips growing up. Okay, well there you go. I th- I was like, are you trying to tell me chicken strips don't aren't a thing? I was so confused. No, I had to Google it to make sure I wasn't crazy. I was about to Google it to make sure because I, I I think I understand, but it, that was just not Kendall in my house. We that wasn't what we call. We would say tenders or fingers in a fun way. <laughs> Clar- clarity occurring. Clarity occurring. <laughs> All right, Kendall, number three. Listeners are like, wait, there's something better than chicken strips on the strips countdown. Wait, what? Well, there are. Hit me. This is the only reason that 
newspapers should even be made for the comic strips. Oh, the comic strips. I didn't think about the comic strips. Yeah, for your Garfields and your Peanuts and your others, etc. Blondie and all of them. Love Don't it. you just love a comic strip? I do love a good comic strip. Is there any part of the paper that is even worth the paper and ink anymore other than the comic strip? No, is my contention. Well, that's the only reason I would buy a paper anymore was just for the comic strips. What's your favorite? Well, obviously my favorite favorite would be the old round-headed kid. The pull the football yep. away, Charlie Brown. But then also followed by the old Garfield. What about you? Do you That's, do you have others? Was, you took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say, uh, you know, uh, peanuts would be first, and then Garfield second. Yes, and there are, are other fun ones to read. And if uh, I there's just so many, I can't even mention them. I, I feel like I could. I'd leave them out. Kathy, I loved Kathy. Did you love Kathy? Oh, Kathy. That's great. Yes. Oh, I love. See, I. When I was in high school and I was working those nine to five, you know, retail jobs, Cliff, I would always be reading the comic yeah. strips on my lunch break. And you'd be identifying with Kathy. Me too. I would. And then I'll be like, look at this person reading the newspaper. Who reads the newspaper? No, back then, the, back then, I'm sure they were like, look how smart and learned Kendall is reading this newspaper. <laughs> they, thought I was reading, they thought I was reading the business section, but it was the comics. Yeah, they didn't know you were just reading Kathy, seeing what Marvin or whoever, the ba- that baby one was getting up to. Yeah. Well, Cliff, ooh, this next, this next thing on the countdown, Uh-oh. we have some experience with this. We have a lot of experience with this, actually. We used to spend hours in a dark room using this, oh. Cliff. And that is, of course, the film strip. Film strip. Remember when we would be trapped in that room with all those chemicals that probably have given has given us some sort of terrible, terrible disease in our life, just breathing them in, and we were having to put those film strips through the canister and wash them, and then we'd have to clean, clean them off and then hang them up to dry, and then we'd have to go to the other room and process with more chemicals. Oh, yeah. The good old the days. The good old days. And the other kind of film strips, too, like they, you had to watch in school where they would turn it on and, you know, they move a, a oh, slide yeah. ahead so you can learn about their reproductive system or whatever. I remember, watch, I remember watching in Sunday school film strips about the crucifixion. God. Oh, Lord. It's one of the things I remember. Anyway, is that what people said as you watched? Oh, yeah, probably someone somewhere was saying that. I'm <laughs> sure. Anyway, you know, yes, film strips, film strips, and the negatives, and the this and the that. Don't be so negative. And the you know, film strips. You know, <laughs> does anybody do that anymore? Uh yeah, no, people do for sure. It's just not. I'm sure it's not like a huge thing. It's probably only an art school now. It probably is. Art school thing. Oh, it's all it is. Kendall, that's all it is. But that's all it is. What else is there really when you get down to it? Number one on the strips countdown. I know that's what else there is when you get down to it. Uh-huh. I know you can see this coming from a mile away, Kendall. But when I think of the number one strip 
if someone said to me, Cliff, you got we got five minutes left for the earth explodes and you have to you can enjoy a strip of something during this five minutes before just no more earth I would choose a male stripper a man who strips they do the dance, they come out to the music, and there's probably some uh, smoke, a smoke machine candle that comes on. You'd know all about how to do all that. You're so technical. And there's <laughs> there's light. The light board has a beam of light that go where, oh, beams right onto the stars and the spangles on the G-string of that big ba- basket or whatever you want to call it. And then as they turn around and you see, oh, there's just, oh, the dental floss. So that's all that they're wearing on the back. Can't do it. And it's a, a strip. It's a man strip. Number one. Oh, Cliff, I don't know how Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn is going to feel about hearing that strippers made the top of the list. Never got a night's rest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She'll be so happy that their store has just made so much money today. While you just better let me lead the conversation. I'll tell her all about the chicken strips. I'll let you lead the the recap of the show afterward. <laughs> Our post, uh, you know, show yeah, meeting that yeah, we have sometimes. Yes, I'll let you lead it this time. All right, about time. All right, so so many good strips and so many good stripes on this strippy stripy episode, Kendall. Strips and stripes forever. Forever. Uh, and ever. I hope our listeners have enjoyed it half as much, or twice as much as we did recording it. And uh, they may have made it to the half they point, may- <laughs> then they turned well, off. Let's. <laughs> there's no point. So they did enjoy at least half of it. I don't know about all that. All right, Kendall, I've got to go. I'm, I I guess I'll see if there's an, another good coupon out there. You know, I was talking to Zobo, who's at the Industrial Clown Supply, and they said they've already gone out of stock on the red clown noses because they had their coupons were a free clown nose with every $40 purchase, and they're already out. They're, they're giving out rain checks oh. for red noses now. Oh, well, I better go get a rain check. Also, I'm out of whoopee cushions, so I need to get some of those oh, anyway. I'll go with you. Get one of those. All right. Well, we'll be, we won't be right back after this. We'll be right back <laughs> See, next uh, week. Next week. Yeah. We'll be right back next week. Oh, oh.